everybody say they want to play fast, but you they don't know what you got to do. We had to practice that every day, every day. What was it? What was it? What was it called again? Three three quarter court runs. This is the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing. Now, here's your hosts, Paul Fritchner and Adam Baum, with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller. Welcome into the Sean Miller Podcast. As always, this podcast is presented by Deer Park Roofing. Also want to thank our sponsors, TGE Solar, as well as Payroll Partners. Today, we are joined by a very special guest on his birthday, Sule Boom. Sule, it's great to see you uh, alongside Adam Baum and, of course, the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller. This is our first virtual episode. So, Sule, thank you for joining today. Uh, Sule, such a special season for you last year in a Xavier uniform. I know it was only one season here at Xavier, but you make a sweet 16. Um, you transfer in here to Xavier uh, after an illustrious career, both at San Francisco and UTEP, uh, a long college career that found its way here to Xavier and culminated in a sweet 16 appearance. So I want to give you an opportunity, Sule, to tell the people uh, where you are right now, how you're doing professionally with your career and what you've been up to uh, since you last put on a Xavier uniform? Yeah, man. But um, since since I right where I'm at right now, I'm currently playing in the G League right now. I'm playing with the Grand Rapids Gold Team, uh, which is the the Nuggets affiliate uh, G League team. And um, you know, it's been it's been it's been a transition for me. You know, what I'm saying coming in another new situation for me. You know, being in a new system and all that stuff, and just learning learning a new type of game. You know, the college and the, Professional game is is kind of it's kind of different. So I've just been doing that so far, and yeah, just started starting my professional journey. It, Sean, one of the things I want to start this conversation with with Sule is Sule came out of Conference USA here to Xavier, and now if you look at this year's Xavier team, Abu Usman, Quincy Oliveri, Davion McKnight, three guys out of Conference USA. There's been some realignment, so the conference doesn't exactly look the same now as it did then, but is there something about Conference USA that stuck out to you in recruiting all of these guys, or was that just a coincidence? Well, Sule, you know, he, he's really responsible for making this happen <laughs> because, uh, you know, he played against all three of those guys. So, we, you know, the evaluation of how good they are, the type of guys they are, would they fit, can they play in the Big East and be successful, we leaned heavily on him. You know, he was like a – kind of de facto assistant coach, right? So I think from his perspective, he had a track record actually uh, with all three of those guys. He really did. And he had played against them. And so I I think he pretty much put the stamp on all three of those guys. And uh, what he said about all three of them actually was very, very accurate. Would you agree with that, Sue? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I saw him a lot. I saw him a lot. So we was in the same conference. So, yeah. So, Paul, the first part of the of the question is, uh, you know, if you have somebody who's been with you who, you know, does extremely well, like Sule, and kind of knew the transition from where he was to how it felt at Xavier here in the Big East, there's really no better person to be able to say, how do you think Davion McKnight would do? How do you think Quincy Oliveri would do? So I think the first part is, you know, we, in fact, did listen to what he said and followed up. And uh, I think the second part of it is, 
Sule gave us tremendous credibility, and I think he'll continue to give us tr tremendous credibility moving forward because he was so successful when he was here. I mean, I, I don't think that everybody truly understands the season that he had a year ago. You know, a first-team All-Big East player, they only picked six of those guys. I mean, you think about how many great returning players are in the Big East this year. Every one of those guys were a part of Big East last year, right? So the fact he was a first-team All-Big East performer, you know, his shooting percentage and then uh, just his leadership, you know, it was amazing. And uh, we talk a lot about his transition, how he impacted our program, how well he did uh, anytime that we, we talk to a transfer, regardless of the position. So I think that Sule, he was, a, a, again, a big part of, of this, you know, next class, if you will, and uh, how that impacted, you know, Abu, how it impacted Quincy and Davion choosing us and us going after them. I'm going to take you back to December 12th of 2020, uh, UTEP at Arizona. That was a game, Sule, you had 16 points in that game. You were 6-9 from the free throw line, and we all know how exceptionally well you shot free throws when you're in a Xavier uniform. But uh, that was a game that, Sean, you saw Sule playing for the other team. And I think we've read and we've heard that that game stuck out to you when it came time to recruit Sule in the transfer portal. Sule, I want to ask you, what do you remember from going to Arizona and playing against that Arizona team? Uh, I just remember that was like, uh, that was like, that was like our first, I think that was our first big road game playing against a high major team. And uh, like a, a childhood friend was on that team. So that I, that I grew up with James, James and Kenzo was on that team. So, that was kind of a fun game to play. Everybody back home was talking about it and stuff. So, so, so that was, that was, that was fun. It was COVID. It was COVID too. So it wasn't no fans. I was kind of upset with no fans because I wanted to play again, play against them in that crowd and see, see that. Cause I used to always see Arizona games like crazy, crazy, crazy lit, but it was, it wasn't no fans, but. No, it was so it was you know, all of you guys. Weird. Yeah. All of us that did it during that year, it's almost like a dream. Like it really didn't happen that, yeah. you know, you show up and, they had fake music, fake crowd, <laughs> cardboard cutouts uh, of people. Yeah. And yeah, God, it was terrible. But we made the best of it. You know, Paul, I will tell you, even that game, you know, part of my respect for Sule isn't just preparing for the game, which we did, and then going against him. But James Akinjo, because he knew Sule, when we were talking about Sule and we were getting ready for the game, James had a lot of respect for Sule as a player. You know, he almost he almost stamped him as a really good player as well. And that, that stuck out for me because Sule will tell you James isn't one to give a lot of credit to players. You know, it's uh, he's not going to just say, oh, yeah, he's good coach. But he he respected Sule. And uh, hey, hey, James say everybody weak. <laughs> James say everybody weak. He, he respected Sule. So, again, that's the one thing about a coach. Sometimes your players are your best teachers and you got to listen to them because you know, they don't sugarcoat how good or how quick or how tough a guy is. If, if, if another player, you know, a guy like James says, look, I'm telling you, coach, this guy's good, then to me that has tremendous credibility. So, yeah, but we – that game stuck out. And then I think the other part that I've really learned when you're looking at players, you know, what translates, how many times a guy gets fouled, like his free throw attempts and that free throw percentage. Usually if you can do it at one place – it translates to the next place. You know, like rebounding is another 
great stat where, and if a guy is a high level rebounder, offensive rebounder, defensive rebounder, he's going to bring that to your program as well. And Sule is a great example where he shot an unbelievable amount of free throws per game. And he shot a very high percentage. And I would say that was one of the gifts he brought to our team a year ago. And that, you know, at the end of games, he was 90% and he lived at the free throw line, which was a wearing down effect for our team a year ago. I remember when I was uh, covering games last year and a lot of times, you know, part of my responsibility is I'm, I'm live tweeting. I'm getting information out as it happens. And Sule is one of the very few people that I've ever done this with, but I would type out a tweet saying that he made both free throws before he even took the first one. That's how much confidence I had in you, Sule. But no, he's, um, he's, what are you shooting? What percentage are you shooting right now? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm probably, I don't, I don't even know, so I can't even tell you. <laughs> uh, it's probably about 87. Something like that, something like that. The Sean Miller Podcast is proud to partner with Deer Park Roofing, a company that's provided elite service for homes and businesses since 1996 and leads the industry in professionalism, quality, and responsiveness. Whether your needs are residential or commercial, like the outstanding work on the Cintas Center, the home of Xavier Basketball, Deer Park can handle any job and ensure it's done right. Deer Park's motto is protect what's important, and what's important to you is important to Deer Park Roofing. Visit DeerParkRoofing.com. I, I got a couple of questions for you. My first question is, what is it that stands out the most when you think about your final year in college at Xavier? Because I know it goes by fast, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely, it, it felt like it was like just a couple of months ago. Like, it felt like it was just the other day. But what I think about the most is just like, just like the winning culture that we have. I feel like just in that little time, I feel like we just won so many games. And like, I ain't never been on a team that good with that many good players and good coaches. And we just, I feel like we just won a lot of games, big games. And I feel like we did what we were supposed to. Yeah. I feel like we, I feel like we could have went further for sure. If stuff played out a little differently, but the fact that we made it to the sweet 16 and, and got to the tournament and won so many games and went on the road, beat very good teams. is just, that's, that's what I remember the most. Like I'm gonna always remember that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think when you go 15 and five and finish in second place behind Marquette and, and in the regular season, 17 and three, that could eat. That's right. Could eat. No question. Yeah. We were right. We were right there. But and then even in the Big East tournament, you know, uh, and then the non-conference schedule. I mean, you think about going to Portland and playing Florida and then playing Duke and then playing Gonzaga three games in four days. No, no doubt, no doubt about it. But uh, it was very, it was a very rewarding season. And you know, the thing that stands out for me, answering my own question, is we had so many guys that were hungry to have a great season, mm -hmm. simply because all of you guys had touched success both individually and almost as a team in other places. But you never really put it together completely, and you know, you could yeah. feel the power of that. You know, in our locker room, in our practices, that. Everybody was so hungry to be in a tournament, to, to make the tournament and to advance. And uh, it was fun to kind of be in it together like we all were. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah. We had a lot of season veteran guys. I've been in college four, five plus years. 
AK, Nungie. We was a yeah. season group. We was a season group. We was a season group, and we was we was all we all came together. That was the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah. So the other question I had is, you know, we're right in the thick of the Big East right now, and I mean, Sule, uh, you could talk about the Big East Conference to other people, but the physicality, how it feels to play on the road, the Big East tournament, and you know, we described it as best we could when we recruited you, but. You know, if you were to tell a younger player or, or somebody about the Big East Conference, mm-hmm. how would you describe it? What stands out for you when you think back to playing in this league? I would say definitely tough, gritty, grimy, hostile environments. It's it's a lot, man. It's that's I mean, it's one of the best conferences for sure. Still is. I mean, a lot of great coaches, a lot of great coaches in there. Um, it's just one of the best conferences. I mean, yeah, nothing easy. Yeah, yeah it's nothing, nothing easy. You you not having no no easy game, no off night. You going to you going to play Butler. We went in Butler last year. We didn't go in there with our minds right. They smacked us. They were so happy to play us. Like, <laughs> yeah, it ain't no. no you are not walking over nobody. DePaul, like, yeah, ain't no easy games. There's no easy games. Everybody talented. They they might have a a. a a below 500 record, but no team is 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 less talented than others. Everybody is good. Everybody has great talent. There's a lot of great coaches as well. So, yeah, something I was uh, I was curious about, and I think when whether you're being recruited out of high school or whether you're being recruited in the transfer portal, you know, on one hand, like Sean and his staff, they're evaluating you, Sule, but on the other hand, you're evaluating them, and. What do you remember about the first impression that, that Sean and Xavier made on you? They had no point guard. <laughs> <laughs> they had no point guard. And I wanted, I wanted to I wanted to be I wanted to be able to play a point guard, you know, you know, show see, This is so transactional. You see, you thought he was gonna say coach's personality, Centos Center, he's <laughs> I had minutes, I had 34 minutes looking at me in the face. See? That, <laughs> It's a reminder. It's just a reminder. <laughs> but no, we did have such a great opportunity for him, for sure. No, nah, I just felt like I felt like it was just the best of both worlds. I mean, coach, coach, no. I mean, it was, um, it was a lot of minutes to be a lot of minutes up for grabs. They had a lot of a lot of good key pieces. Um, I don't the centos is the centos. I am had to get sold on that. Um, and playing for coach, playing for. Coach Miller, he he coached. He's he's known for coaching a lot of good guards and let his guards play and play it fast. I wanted to play fast. That was my type of that was my type of game. So that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, so it was just it was just. I feel like it was just the best of both worlds. It was it was just the perfect situation. I feel like it just got got put that out there for for me for a reason. So it was just. I don't know. I was lucky to be honest. Like it was just it was just a perfect match. Yeah. Yeah. Sule, it's interesting hearing you talk about saying you want to play fast because you look at Davion McKnight this year, another yeah. conference USA point guard who had to learn yeah. learn on the fly. You got to play fast. You got to play with pace. You know, pace. Coach Miller always pace, talks about pace, playing, pace. Playing, playing with pace. <laughs> pace, pace, pace. Uh, what was that adjustment like for you and knowing that, okay, there's this level of pace and then mm-hmm. you go through practice, you go through games, but there's this level that you have to get to with that pace. What's that like for you? Nah, yeah, because everybody say they want to play fast, but you they don't know what you got to do. We had to practice that every day, 
every day. What was it? What was it? What was it called again? Three three quarter court runs. Oh, God, we, <laughs> we used to doing that three quarter court runs every day. I do that. Coach, we did it today. <laughs> oh, I know they they gonna do it today. They gonna do it tomorrow. They gonna do it every day. Yeah. But nah, yeah. we 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 practice that and and we had to practice that. Coach. Coach, coach was honest about it. Like we don't, we don't, we don't want to call play. We don't want to. It's gonna be a time in the game where you got to call plays in the end and execute. But throughout the game, we going, we kick heads, through the nail, um, uh, high low, everything. So it was, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely, it suited my game. But you definitely had to be mentally, mentally tough for it because you're not just gonna go out there and be like, oh, I'm about to play fast every time. You got to really, really be locked in. The Sean Miller Podcast is proud to partner with Payroll Partners, where you're not just a number. That means providing a best-in-class HR and payroll experience that was built on award-winning technology and live support customer service with a dedicated payroll specialist who's just a phone call away. You shouldn't have to choose between technology and customer service. At Payroll Partners, you get both. Payroll Partners is locally owned and operated by a proud Xavier alum. Visit payrollpartners.net. That's payrollpartners.net. Welcome back here to the Sean Miller podcast. Um, it's a pleasure catching up with Sule, but, but coach, I, I am curious, you know, I think the hope is anytime you recruit a kid, anytime you go to their high school level, or, you know, maybe it's a transfer portal guy, you're hoping that it's going to work out. What, what percentage of the time would you say that it works out the way that it did with Sule? It seems like that's, that's a pretty rare thing that happens, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Sule is, is a home run. He's a day one starter. He played 37 games, never missed a game. Uh, he faked a hamstring injury in the summer, so he didn't have to do the three-quarter court runs every day. But other than that, he was he was on it every game, every day. And uh, he's a first-team All-Big East player, a leader, and, and an amazing kid on and off the court. So, you know, that's that's the gold standard right there, Adam. That's, that's like in our world – we put stars next to the guys after they come. Like if you had a do-over, what would you rank him? Sule was a five-star recruit for us. I mean, he impacted last year's success in a major way. And he set the tone for a brighter future as well. I, I would say this. The one thing you never know about, about a guy when you recruit him is who they're going to be every single day. Because there's the ups, the highs, the lows. You know, Sule's from Oakland, California. He'll be the first one to tell you, like, he wasn't experienced for winter. I mean, we snow, cold weather. Of course, he's going to learn how to deal with it. But, like, that's not where he's from. That's not who he is and, you know, how that affects what you do. But, you know, Sue, your process with Coach Cohen, your work ethic with Coach Kettler, how you practice, you pretty much you, – you treated it like a business a year ago. Like, you had a standard appointment where you got your workout in on a day of practice. You worked hard. You showed up on time, you got your treatment, you practiced, and then we went from there. I don't think you ever deviate. You know, sometimes we wouldn't go as long or you wouldn't go as long, but I'm talking about in August when school began all the way through April when we're in the NCAA tournament and the season's over, his regimen was incredible. And uh, do you remember what, what it was? Like if you if you could talk about it, your your day would be what? What, what, would, what, would, what would it have been, your your process? I know my teammates used to get mad at me because they used to like 
Sulek don't go to school. He don't do nothing. <laughs> but I just I wake up. I wake up. I have weights. Probably probably, probably about like eight 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 thirty eight something like that. I go go to go to weights. After that, I go on the court with with AC, and we we do a, we we do a workout. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Nothing like going hard and running sprints and doing all that. But we definitely get some ball handling shooting. Probably like 40, 40 minutes. And we'll get some work in after that. I get some treatment, uh, eat lunch. Um, after that, I go home. I go home, take a take a little nap. It's probably about like 12, 12, 12 o'clock or something, 12 o'clock or so. And then practice at, at like what time we practice? Three, three? Yeah, 2 30, 3 o'clock. Yeah. We go to go to practice, get tape, probably get some a little bit more treatment, go to practice. Get a good practice in, close practice, get another probably 15 to 20 minutes, nothing crazy, shots, yeah, floaters, whatever, just a touch up. And then after that, get some get a, get some more treatment again. And then dinner at home. I, I did that literally every day. Every day. I did that every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're you're in grad classes, so you didn't have to, you didn't have the full regimen. You you only had a couple things to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was lucky. It was, it was honestly a perfect situation. That's why. Yeah, that's why. But I, not I, many guys approach it like he did, and you know, we have a couple guys. And quite frankly, you said to, he blazed the trail. Like you talk about culture, it's usually a player that does something extraordinary or really does something well that a younger person or player that's already in the program starts to copy it, and then it becomes like part of what we do, and we talk about it as an example and. You know, whether it's Quincy who's following your lead, he does a lot of the same things you did a year ago, or Dez. Uh, and you know Dez, Dez has got that slow motion to him sometimes. <laughs> but, but he he still shows up and, and gets his work yeah. in. But that yeah. process, though, what he just described, that's something you deep down don't know in recruiting. Guys say they love the game, put the work in. But Sule's work ethic and his regiment and his process was – extraordinary. And, and I thought that it became a contagious to our guys last year. More guys would get in the gym than ever before. They started to have their own process. They watched what he did. They copied it. They did their own version. And the next thing you know, you got a group of guys really giving a lot of extra time to the game. And I, I believe that that helped us have a great season a year ago. Sule, you didn't transfer just once. You went from San Francisco to UTEP and then to Xavier. And I think hearing about that in today's landscape of college basketball is really important because there are so many players now that want to transfer, want to elevate their game. And what would you say is the biggest thing that you learned, or maybe a couple of things that you learned along the way in the transfer portal for players that maybe this upcoming off season, maybe thinking about making that move and trying to elevate their game. Yeah. I, um, I would definitely say just don't, Going into the transfer portal, I feel like I went in the transfer portal with the right intentions. I didn't go into the transfer portal just trying to go for a name or trying to go for money in IL. I honestly went to a situation that I felt was was genuine and it was the right fit for me. You know, um, since day one when 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 Coach Miller and Adam hit me up, I felt like they were genuine. I felt like it was a perfect situation. I needed a coach that was going to help me. You know what I'm saying? Be on me and coach me hard, and uh, and and it helped me become a better player. And um, 
I just went. I just went in that mode with the right intentions. I didn't go in. I didn't go. I ain't going with the wrong intentions, and I just wanted to get better, and I wanted to be in a, in a right situation that fit my game, and I could I could learn and grow. And um, I honestly, I, it honestly worked out for me. I keep saying that, but that's that's the mindset I had when I went in the portal. And I say to the kids that do want to transfer or or are in that position. I feel like they should go and in, go into it with that mindset as well. Don't go in there just trying to get the biggest NIL offer because people can lie to you. People can tell you this. You know, you got to read between the lines. You can't. You can't just just be an airhead and just listen to what these coaches and people tell you. Like, oh, we got this for you. Got this for you. And uh, it can't. It can't be like that. You gotta. You gotta really read between the lines and and understand and do your research and you know. So that's what I would say. That's great advice. That's great advice. You know, I mean, the 90% of the decision is, is what it's always been, you know, opportunity, style of play, you know, the university, the people, what it feels like to play a home game, conference, uh, you know, coaching staff, strength and conditioning, facilities. And then, you know, the 10% is what's maybe new today. But I, I think Sule couldn't have said it any better. Really, because when you you make this decision for the reasons he did, you have a great chance of allowing it to work. Hey, we're in the training camp, the Denver Nuggets training camp. Uh, Aaron Gordon, how, how was he? Good. Treat you <laughs> nah, yeah, nah. Aaron Gordon, he, he was he was he's a real cool dude. He he was he was chill. He was he's he's he's, he's so chill. Hey, did you talk about any stories about your coach, or did he leave it alone? <laughs> I think we, I think we did. I can't even remember too much about it, but I, we definitely talked about you for sure. We definitely talked about you for sure. Yeah, two different generations. You think about and, it. He's old. Yeah, and and Zeke and Zeke. Yep, Zeke. Zeke yeah. said Zeke. Zeke said you was his guy. Yeah, no, those yeah. guys are are awesome. Zeke and Aaron. So Zeke, Najee, and Aaron Gordon. You know, recruited them, coached them at Arizona. And to think about it, Sule and those two guys, they were all in training camp together. You know, so uh, it, was, it was pretty cool to kind of watch that from my vantage point. Stop renting your power, own it. TGE Solar makes it easy to purchase solar panels for your home or business so you can take control of your monthly electricity bill and start saving today. They'll help you find the best solar system to meet your needs, and their expert in-house installation team makes the process seamless. They're proud to be based in Cincinnati, family-owned and operated by a Xavier alum. Mention this podcast and save $1,000. Visit TGESolar.com to request your free energy evaluation today. Sean, when you recruited uh, Sule, I, I think it's it's funny hearing stories about Sule on the court versus Sule off the court and how nice of a guy Sule is to us and having conversations and talking to him off the court. But when he got on the court, you always talk about finding your kind of guy, the OKG. And nobody was tougher. Nobody wanted to win more than Sule did when he was on the court. What was it like for you to coach him and see that kind of transformation from the guy off the court that Sule was to what he was on the court? No, I mean – that that's one of Sule's gifts. You know, he's easy to smile uh, off the court and, you know, physically, you know, there's a lot of guys who walk out for the jump ball that are going to be bigger, even more talented, you know, jumping, running stronger. Uh, you know, we, we were me and I'll talk about this here in a second, but you know, his heart, his mindset, his incredible skill level and just his willingness to do whatever you asked of him to do 
to win the game. Uh, you know, that one out for him, that one out for us, you know. But I had a meeting with him uh, before the Big East started, and I said, Sue, look, you're not in Conference USA anymore from this perspective. Like, these guards are big. And I showed him some clips of some big guards <laughs> in the East. He sat there, you know, and I'm like, look, this guy's like 6'4", 210. They're going to post you up. I'm like, you got to take care of your body. Like this, this lifting weights and like, you can't, it can't be okay to be 170. Like you got to try to get to 180 or can't be 180. We got to get you to 185. And this year I'm going to expect you to lift all January, all February, because this is, this is it, you know? And he kind of looked at me and looked at me and uh, he listened and then he left and I looked at Adam Cohen. I said, you know, I think he listened to me, but you really think he believed me? And he, he looked at me, Adam said, no, nah, he didn't believe he didn't believe you. He thinks he's gonna be just fine. And you know what? The moral of the story is he was just fine. He, he knew he was he understood what I meant, but he also understood his gift and he was gonna be great. And uh and he uh that physicality of the big east, it obviously didn't bother him a whole lot. You remember that day? Yeah, I remember. I remember you. You, <laughs> you were mad. I think it was a Villanova. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was posting up. It was um, got his name. They was they was posting everybody up. Just yeah. posting. He's like, look, you got you you got to guard him. You got to guard him. He's six five. He's gonna post you up. I'm like, yeah, coach. I'm watching. He gonna post me up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fight him, coach. I'm gonna fight him. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And he did. Sula, what what's it like watching Xavier play this season? I just feel like for me, it feels weird. So it feels weird because yeah. I'm not there anymore. It yeah, feels weird. A lot but, is different. Yeah, but nah, I feel like I feel like it's good. I feel like just watching them, it's it's just I feel excited when I watch them because it's like I see Des, you know what I'm saying? a lot of people that I was there with, they still there, but the, the my teammates that I play with that a lot of them gone, but I just I just I get excited watching them, man. And I feel like they honestly got better since the beginning of the season. I feel like they were stringing along wins. They lost the last game, but that was still a close game yeah. on the road. And we played when we played there last year. They they kicked our butts. Them refs was calling some some bad yeah. calls. Yeah, it was called some <laughs> bad calls. Yeah, someone I, got a technical in that game. I don't yeah. know who it was. Someone know, got they, they, was, they, they literally it was like five possessions in a row. They just got points off free throws. Like, yeah, it was no, close. Sure. Yeah. But um, I, I get excited watching them, you know what I'm saying, seeing Dez grow and just seeing the yeah. guys from Conference USA grow and just, you know what I'm saying, making names for themselves, Quincy, Davion, Abu, and all those guys, you know what I'm saying. It's just Trey. Trey had a good game the other day. It was I was glad that he got to see the ball. Matter of fact, he, you know, at Providence, I think that might have been among the many great games you played here, Sue. At Providence last year, you and uh, you and Colby, man, you were, you were like a wrecking crew. That might have been your best game. And uh, it's funny because Trey basically had a similar version to the game you had this year, you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah for sure. We're getting better. And we just uh, yeah. got to stay healthy these next two two months. And as you know, in the Big East, as I've tried to tell our guys, you know, you can't get too high when you win a game. You can't get too low when you lose it. And what you do in between means more than anything. And it's just – it's the next, next, next day. Next day, that process – and uh, and eventually, you know, we'll we'll win out. If we're supposed yeah. to be there, we'll be there. You know, yeah, for sure. That's how that's how it always is. And you can't dwell on one game because the next game you gonna have to you gotta you got Marquette, and the next day you got Nova. Right. And it's, 
and it keep it keep going on. So yeah, it's a long season. You know, Sule, um, one of the things that was incredible about coaching you, recruiting you, and although it went by really fast, uh, you know, it was just such a fun experience is the people that I've got to know. And we all at Xavier got to know that we're part of your family. Obviously, you know, your mom and dad, you know, your mom, very similar to you in personality, you got easy to smile. And, uh, but you also have, I would say, I would call him a mentor, a coach, somebody who's been with you since you've been a young, young child and who's influenced so many young kids in Oakland, California. And I just wanted you to talk about Coach Ray, who he is, the impact he's had on you, and you know, what he's done and who he is and what he still does today in his life, you know, as, as an older coach. Yeah. I mean, Coach Ray, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't even be here without him. I mean, he's, he's coached me since I was in eighth grade uh, with the Oakland Rebels. He's like a mentor, father, just all everything all in one. I mean, he was there for me since day one. He was one of the the only coaches to believe in me at a young age when I was just so skinny. No, nobody wanted to really coach me, train me, and give me a scholarship. And he was there for me, helping me since day one. Um, I remember the first time I met him. Um, I was at like a seventh, my seventh grade AU tournament, eighth grade. AU tournament or something, and he's like, man, you're going to come play with me. You're going to play with the older team. You're going to play with the ninth grade team. I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. And then we was going on a trip. I don't even know him. He take me to – I spend a night at his house. I don't even know him. I just met him the other day. I, I sleep on his couch. I don't even – I haven't even known him for more than two, three days. And we go on this trip, and it was just a wrap since then, and he's been with me ever since then. I mean, he helped how me. Old were you, how old were you when you went on that trip? I was probably, uh, probably like – 14, 13, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I've been knowing him 10, 10 years plus. So and Coach Ray also, I will I don't want to speak for for you on this, but had a similar relationship with, with Damian Lillard. Yeah. Correct. I mean, the same thing that he did with me and hundreds of other kids in Oakland, Dame was the same way. Dame, he he groomed Dame, he brought Dame in, he trained them, he worked them out. And Dame had one scholarship to Weber State. And it was a wrap since then. I mean, and now yeah. Dame, he take he takes care of our team. It's, we changed our name to Team Lillard, and I mean, yeah, that's how, that's a, that's that's how that is, man. So, Coach Ram, yeah. I mean, he's it's not a lot of it's not a lot of people like him, not a lot of coaches like him. He's he's not he's in it for the right intentions, and he just honestly want to help kids. And Dame Dame is Dame Dame is a is a proud product of that for sure. Well, I, I think it's really important to point it out because. Sometimes, you know, a summer coach or somebody who's not uh, in, at a high school or college level, they're almost like the perception is that they're not in it for the right reason or that they, you know, that they they only coach in a tournament. They're really not about the kids. In my experience, that's the furthest thing from the truth. So many coaches like Coach Ray, they've given more time, effort, their own money to guys that, quite frankly, if they if they weren't in their lives, who knows where they would be. And yet, they get a scholarship or they become an NBA player or like the impact a guy like coach Ray had on you or Dame. Uh, and like you said, it doesn't just start with you two. There's 50, 70, hundreds of guys over, over the decades that he has helped. And, yeah. uh, and guess what? He's not even really looking for credit. That's the most amazing. He don't thing. want no credit. He don't want no, he don't want no shout out. He don't want nothing. 
he don't <laughs> he will literally wants everything for the kids and and nothing in return like yeah no that was amazing that we got a chance i did got a chance to know him better and just for me to see the impact he had on you is just it was it's what makes you want to coach you know yeah. it really does no, well, Sue, we wish you the best of luck, man. And uh, when the spring comes and the sun starts shining around here, uh, <laughs> make sure you're not a stranger. You come, come on back. We'd love to, love to have you. You know that. Nah, for sure. I'm definitely, I'm gonna definitely be back there, man. I'm gonna definitely be back there, coach. Good. All right, Sule, we appreciate you joining the Sean Miller podcast. Thanks as always to our presenting sponsor, Deer Park Roofing. Thanks to our sponsors, TGE Solar Payroll Partners. And everybody for watching, listening, subscribing to the show, make sure you follow us at Sean Miller Pod on all social media platforms. Sule, best of luck to you uh, and the rest of your season and uh, everything until we see you again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Sue, you're the best. This has been the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing, with your hosts, Paul Fritchner and Adam Bound. Join us again soon for another episode with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller.